0: Welcome to Her Incredible Mind, where we are highlighting some of the most successful women in science, technology, engineering, and math. These women are inspirational leaders, showing resilience in the face of adversity. By sharing these success stories, we hope to gain insight, inspire, and help guide those who are struggling on their journey within this industry. Hopefully their stories will inspire you or someone you know to pursue a career in STEAM. Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about your role today and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So
1: Section 32 is a venture capital firm. We invest um, at the intersections of technology and healthcare. care. Um, so our portfolio is a blend of, um, you know, really interesting technology companies we have some really interesting consumer companies and we have a lot of uh, very interesting life sciences companies diagnostic um, devices as well as therapeutics and um, my role in the firm is i'm the chief people officer for the firm but i also support and advise all of our companies in our portfolio so i work with all tech and life sciences companies on Um, growing teams and culture and, you know, finding the right talent for the work that they're trying to do and, um, and helping them with, you know, employment matters, compensation, all just different types of things. But most relevant to this is the sort of career side of the work that I do.
0: That's great. That's great. It's, it's, it's interesting uh, to think about the evolution, right? From chief HR officer to somewhat more of the chief, People officer, which I think actually has a a more of a, an encompassing, you know, kind of role where it's talent acquisition and not just governance and in compliance, etc. You know, around the, the talent that you're bringing in. So uh, tell us how you decided on the role that you're in today. You know, I,
1: I I love working with startup companies. I think that they're really fun. I love the mindset of the people. Uh, it's very creative. Um, I, I've always worked in life sciences. I love the mission of life sciences companies about, you know, trying to do, the, do good for patients and, and, and somehow create, you know, a better society for uh, the world that we live in. And, um, and but I've always had this love affair with tech. And it's a fascinating industry to me. And so the opportunity at Section 32 was not only to work with people that I had worked with before that I love and and really enjoy, but also to explore an industry that I've always had this fascination with and at the same time hold on to an industry that I love and and would never leave. So um, it's it's like the best of both worlds for me in terms of being able to work with life sciences companies still, but also now working with some really fascinating uh, technology companies and, and learning sort of what that industry is like.
0: It's very interesting uh, because a lot of the, um, the women that I'm interviewing now today, Uh, are in this, uh, you know, like, especially if you're in the life sciences, uh, you know, uh, area industry, you're, you're definitely at an intersection now where it's not just about therapeutics and, you know, and medication, it's, it's about the the technology. It's about, you know, the therapies are now heading in different directions than they were in the past. So uh, section 32 is a fascinating example of that, you know, which is really neat one of the cool things about what you just said is
1: data is becoming more and more important in the you know patient journey and patient evolution and i think that we're starting to now see these convergences of even therapeutics companies having a really important technology back end to them and so
0: i couldn't agree with you more with what you said Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, It's definitely one of the things we see more and more now. Uh, and, you know, data is now something where, um, you know, everyone needs to protect it and there's intellectual property to that, et cetera. So yeah, it's definitely a, a new landscape with technology and life sciences, definitely. So what matters to you most about your, your you know, your, your role? When you're choosing a role, what, what matters to you most? The
1: people, um, you know, it's... It- We're fortunate to be in the fields that we're in, Um, both life sciences and technology are, um, they're just a ton of fun. There's so much interesting work to be done. Uh, There's so many really cool people to meet and there's so many opportunities to explore. The one one thing that I love is you're, you know, there's no such thing as a common path. You know, you get to come in and kind of do whatever you want to do. But for me, and this is not just because I'm a a human resources officer or I'm a people officer, it really is about the people. Because when you do things where, you know, your time and attention is all in, um, you really need to make sure that the people that you're doing it with are people that value and respect you, but also that you can learn from and are willing to learn from you. And I also think that Um, you need to be in an environment that sort of recognizes your whole self. So as an example, I'm a natural introvert. And as a human resources officer, that's that's a tough profile, because you're expected to be an extrovert. So I've taught myself how to be a professional extrovert, but I need to be surrounded with people that understand that the introvert in me sometimes just needs to disconnect and it's not because something's wrong it's just i need that moment or i need that hour or whatever the case may be so you know to me the people are are, are the most important thing
0: that's great perspective that is great perspective and uh i think that it's interesting to see that you uh, recognize you know something about yourself and i think as women sometimes we have a hard time doing that, but actually recognizing that, allowing yourself to have that time, and you know, kind of just accepting who you are is exactly what the journey is about, right? That's that's what we want.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, how did you decide uh, on this career? Were you always in in you know in life sciences in technology? No, it, it was
1: very uh, accidental. So, I actually went to school to be a sports reporter. And I was uh, moonlighting at a very small station in New Hampshire and in the evenings and making no money. And so to support myself during the day, I was working for a staffing firm. And, you know, I ended up um, realizing that my dream of being an ESPN anchor was probably not going to come true. <laughs> so I abandoned that and I started recruiting. And um, I found what I really loved about recruiting was I could talk to people about what motivates them and what excites them and what really gets the best of them and apply that to what avenues their careers might be interesting to take or or what did they want to take. And I could work with people to sort of realize those dreams. And um, so then from recruiting, I I ended up uh, at one of a life sciences company helping them build and, and and grow and the CEO ended up talking me into becoming the head of HR for the company, which I knew nothing about. I knew nothing about HR but again one of the fun things about some of these industries that we get into is it's, you know, it's okay to take chances. It's okay to take risks. It's okay to fail. And I think a lot of times as women, we tell ourselves that those things are not okay. And it and it actually really is. If I don't actually believe that it, I believe that if you haven't failed, you haven't learned. And so I um I took the leap and and now here we are 20 something years later. And um it's been an awesome journey. That's great. That's great to hear,
0: absolutely. Uh, so some industries are different. Your role is different in other industries. And I think within, you know, life sciences, as you've talked about, uh, you know, in uh, the, the other questions that we were reviewing, but what, what do you think is distinctly just different about the industry that you're in and the role that you're in?
1: When you're in a venture capital firm or you're in an advisory capacity, which is what I am now. You're not a part of the team, right? You're not a part of the day-to-day life. You don't live and breathe the culture and the, you know, the, and you don't have the deep relationships that you do when you're in what's called an operating role, where you're sort of firmly implanted in an organization. Now I have that because I'm also the chief people officer for the firm, but the work that I do primarily is with our company. So I'm more of an advisor to the companies. And so a lot of the work that I do, I have to be prepared to just say to them, okay, so this is what you're asking me for. Here's my perspective, or here's my help, or here's my advice. Take it or leave it. You know, let me know if I can help any further. And away they go. And, you know, maybe I hear from them in a month or two, or maybe I don't. And so you you have to learn to shift your mind to not being in full control over the decisions that get made or the reasons for the path that they took. um, You have to just say to yourself, well, I gave them some advice and I tried to be helpful and, you know, I'm good with that. So um, it's just, it's very different than being a fully immersed leader in one of these companies.
0: That's, that's interesting because uh, you know you're you're an advisor and you know you're 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 adding this ad- advice and then you're giving the own, your own advice to yourself to kind of leave it to where it is. So what an interesting perspective. It's it's definitely true. Um, so what would you tell your younger self? I would tell my younger self to not put so much
1: pressure on myself to have it all figured out. You know I. I went to school. I, I went to college for communications. I thought I had this plan of being a sports reporter. It's what I had always wanted to do. And I didn't even know what human resources was. And I think a lot of times for myself personally, you know, I, I come from a very middle-class family. My parents are very young and, um, I, they were very, always very supportive of me and very encouraging to just take risks and to try something new. And I'm very thankful for that because it enabled me to not worry about if I didn't follow the path that I thought I was taking, it was a failure. It wasn't that at all. I, I have one of the best careers one could possibly have. Um, I never in my wildest dreams thought this is where I would be. And had I not been open to those possibilities, I would have absolutely missed it. And so I think, um, you know, a lot of times I, myself, and I know a lot of other younger people put pressure on themselves to know what they want to be for the rest of their lives. And I can tell you that most people that I know that isn't actually
0: what ends up happening. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you had to um, limit your LinkedIn profile to three words, what what would you say? That's a really good
1: question. So I would say um, fun, passionate, and trusting.
0: Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for being with us today. We hope uh, that you enjoyed uh, being here on her incredible mind and telling your story because we appreciate you taking the time. It's been
1: super fun. Thank you.